Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Needless to say, COVID-19 has shaken the whole world and the dental industry is by no means exempt. So how has this affected the experience of students and new grads and their job hunting prospects? Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name's Erica, and in this episode, we have part two of my grad series with Dr. Jeff Coe. In this episode, he shares his thoughts on the matter, and I'm pleased to let you know it's not all doom and gloom. I don't know about you guys, but I think sometimes just thinking about life after graduation can be really daunting and just like, where on earth do I even begin starting to look for a job? And so in this episode, Dr. Jeff and I touch on the matter. We talk about how to start this job hunting journey, weighing up the pros and cons of different practices, and you know, the pros and cons of picking up old books versus new, and how to toss up if you know you're that lucky duck that's got multiple great offers. But before we even get to all of that, I start this conversation asking Dr. Jeff, just how? How do I begin? How do I do this? How do I go about you know, getting that job? But Dr. Jeff flips this conversation, takes it from a different perspective, and rather than just focusing on the hows, he stresses the importance of understanding and knowing what it is that we're after. How do we go about finding that clinic we want to work at? Because I feel like a lot of new grads right now, it's just, how do I even begin? Right, right. Okay. So you must know the end result. Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Start with the end in mind. Yes. Right. So if you don't even know what sort of clinic you want to be in, if you don't even know what sort of dentistry you want to be practicing and you have no idea where you want to work and you're just happy to just throw out 500 resumes all across the country and see what comes back, okay, yeah, you, you might land in a good position, but chances are you'll land in a, in a position and a clinical environment that may not be what you're after because life bestows upon us gifts that you work hard for and things that you manifest by planning. So if you, if you don't plan and just throw 500 resumes into the, into the atmosphere, you, know, you could get anything back. So you need to know where you want to go. So that's number one. What sort of dentistry do you want to practice? Now, my suggestion, and a lot of my colleagues feel the same, is that as a grad, you want to be in a clinical situation where you do a bit of everything, right? You don't want to go into that high-end cosmetic clinic or high-end implant clinic or the clinic that only does whitenings and scans and iteros because you'll be very limited. First year out, you just want to get your hands dirty and do a lot of stuff, endo, oral surge, scale and cleans, perio, everything. So go to a, a busy general dental clinic. How do you know how busy they are? Well, that's easy. You can call, call them up as a patient, ask them when the next appointment is, right? You can figure out how many dentists work there by, by the website. There's lots of things you can figure out how busy that, that place is. Um, so find your ideal location. And, and too many graduates make the common mistake of saying, oh, I live, in, I live in Melbourne, I only want to work in Melbourne CPD within a 20-minute you know, drive from where I live. Or I live in Sydney or Brisbane, I don't want to go 30 minutes out of where I live. But the truth of the matter is it's so saturated these days in the CBD areas and you know, pretty much in a, 
15, 20 minute radius, drive radius from the main spots, that if you jump onto a clinic there and you're another practitioner tagging on, then you're probably not going to be as busy as if, as if you had driven out 40, 45, 50, even one hour out of wherever you live uh, because those clinics will be pumping and, and that's exactly what you want. You just want a busy clinic. Um, that's number one. And two, most grads want some form of mentoring. And so do you think we have to look out for places where people are actively advertising that they're looking to hire or do you think we could even just go to a clinic that hasn't advertised that they're looking to hire someone just and just ask absolutely absolutely so you jump on google you type in dental clinic suburb and you have you know you have 15 results and you go knocking on their door right you 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 send out your your resume to the email and if you're really keen on the place you do you do the cold calling. You dress up in your suit and tie and you get out there and you drop off your resume in person and your resume must be in colour, must have your photo, must be presented in a nice folder and be printed on thick hundred and at least 150 GSM paper. It's like cardboard. It's thick. It stands out. It has to be in colour and designed well. And in addition, here's another tip, put in your clinical photos, your portfolio, right? We've just completed a whole round of graduate interviews yesterday. And I must say all of the, all of the resumes that we've received had an addendum, an appendix of all their clinical work, um, beautifully presented before and after photos. So that's, a, that's one of the tips I can share with you. If you're in third year and fourth year now, then start taking before and after photos of your work so you can you can um, display what you can do to your prospective employer next year ripe global is an incredible resource especially in these times where travel is a little bit difficult but we're also realizing it's not always necessary for our education Especially when we're starting our career, we just want to get as much as we can. And a platform like Ripe Global's membership is perfect for that. But Ripe Global is a lot more than that. They've got the fellowship in restorative dentistry. And while it's already started with the posterior dentistry course, they've just released the anterior dentistry course. One where you're going to learn about composites, aesthetics, isolation and indirect work as well. One of the hardest things to do in dentistry is a single front tooth. And this course is aimed at helping you improve that skill. Find out more at ripeglobal.com or check out the show notes and you can get 30% off a membership all from the comfort of your own home. We're talking about all these things, but obviously we're going through the pandemic right now. It's influenced us a lot and influenced a lot of the new grads and caused a lot of people some anxiety as well. I guess you're very well experienced, Dr. Jeff, with just hiring new grads and you've been in the industry for a really long time. Um, Do you think COVID's affected the whole job hunting and job prospects in any way or I guess the experience and the quality of new grads? Like, What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are here is something that should be music to every graduate's ears is that employers are so busy that, that it is a graduate's market. There's jobs everywhere. 
there, there's, it's easy to find work. Back in 2006, in 2006, 97.3% of graduates in Australia found full-time work within the first three months after graduation. Uh, in 2013 or thereabouts, it dropped down to about 70 to 79%. But this year, from all reports and how busy clinics are, is going to be back up to that 98% again. It's, it's not difficult to find full-time work. However, it is difficult to find great, a great position that offers mentoring with busy books. That's a different story, but it's not hard to find full-time work, which is what you know, graduates want to hear. It's a, it's a grads market. So that's brilliant. That's great. Do you think that there is a difference in just being a COVID grad? Because, like, for example, for me, right, like I'm in third year right now, and usually we started seeing patients at the beginning of the year, but this whole second semester, um, all our patients have been cancelled. And it's the same for my friends that are in fourth year that they've not seen patients at all in their final semester of dental school, right? And, you know, they're getting, a, they're getting some time to catch up, you know, once the restrictions ease. But I guess a lot of us feel that there's this gap in knowledge or that there's this feeling of lack of experience and incompetence. And do you think that's an issue or do you feel like that's something that can be learned? And how do we go about trying to fill that gap? Yes, very good question. So for, for Sydney and Melbourne grads, behind the eight ball, definitely. Queensland, good. SA, good. WA, fine. But Sydney and Melbourne, because there's been so much lockdown and uh, feel, really feel for the final years this year. Yes, they are keeping the final years back so they get more clinical experience. So the final years, as I understand it, are not graduating in December. They're graduating next year. So, so they get more clinical experience before they actually do get out there. Um, but yes, it is a disadvantage. You know, no one, can, no one can deny that. However, what can you do to impress upon the employer that you're still good and you're just as good as any, anyone else graduating uh, in the country, this is, this is where you really need to show your clinical portfolio, any, any, any work that you've done. And two, hopefully you've gone to CPD as a student. Yes, you can go to CPD events as a student. That's where your investment pays off, be it online, virtual or live in person. And I strongly recommend every graduate who's who's listening to podcasts get out to, to CPD events. Yes, pay money for them because when employers look at that on your resume, they go, oh, wow, look at this person. They're really committed to their craft. They've been to a composite course. They've been to an endo course. They've been to a communications course. They've been to this and that course. Wow. Um, as opposed to the usual graduate who has done very little. So that's how you stand out. And going back to where we started the conversation at the top was you then need to really stand out by using your communication skills because if your clinical experience hasn't been as much due to COVID, then that's when you really need to do all the other things to impress because an employer who's looking at a, a UC grad or a Melbourne grad who hasn't had much clinical experience and has only done one crown and the UQ grad's done five to 10 crowns, that's a big difference. And, you know, you need to make up that gap. 
Definitely, definitely. You gotta, you gotta make up in whatever way that you can, right? Absolutely. More chocolates. <laughs> More chocolates. We'll give you a whole, a bigger box of them. Just subscribe monthly subscriptions, right? <laughs> Ed Institute, run by Dr. Jeff Hall, is launching the 2022 Mini Masters program, and it's open now for registration. With nine core modules delivered over two years and a fully accredited postgrad diploma, you'll cover everything you need to know about orthodontics, from diagnosis and treatment planning to clear aligners, TMJ therapy, and sleep apnea. If you're interested in upping your ortho game, you can get 10% off their entire range of courses through Dental Head Start. To access our discount codes and for more information on all the courses available, visit dentalheadstart.com slash orthoed. You'll also find all our segments that we've been recording throughout the year to bring you a unique perspective from both behind and in the chair. Follow along as David undertakes his orthoed mini masters and documents his personal journey planning his own ortho treatment and getting aligners at the same time. One last question about just job hunting, and then I want to move on to the final year topic, which you've kind of mentioned or alluded to as well. But I guess, okay, let's let's say um, someone's been fortunate enough that they've been given two job offers at two really great clinics, right? And they, they've just won it all out, right? How would you go about, I guess, making that decision of you know, choosing. I guess it's a bit personal as well, but I, I've got some friends who are in that situation and just really struggling to toss it up. And I guess there are things about like, oh, the mentorship and just, you know, how well do you click and connect with them? But what do you think, Dr. Jeff? Like, what do you think about just if you like choosing, if you've been given multiple offers? Sure. Factors to consider one, yes, mentorship is, is top notch. You know, go somewhere where mentoring is top notch. That that speaks volumes and that counts for far, for anything far more than than i guess how much um, how much the salary is right so put that ahead over your your salary package mentorship and and ask them exactly what does that look like and how long have you been doing this right ask them because maybe they haven't ever done this before and they don't know what they're doing so you know you, you want to I guess drill down a bit deeper into what their mentoring provides and what it really looks like and how much they, they know about it. And um, secondly is how many um, new patients does your clinic get a month? Because for most grads coming on board, the grads are picking up new patients. Most of the time grads aren't walking into an existing patient base. So your, your books will fill up by new patients who are coming in. So just find out, ask them. And, and you'd, you'd have to ask this gently, Erica. I'd say, um, yeah, Dr. Erica, you know, I, I know this might sound like a, a really personal question uh, with regards to the private, but you know, it's important for me to know just so I know how busy my books will be or how quickly I might grow. Is, so on average, like how many new patients do you get a week or a month? And they might say, well, if they don't even know, then that's a problem. <laughs> that's, that's a warning bell or, I don't know, a few. Uh, but they go, oh, we get, you know, five new patients a week. Oh, great. Oh, I'll get 10 new patients a week or 20 new patients a month, whatever it is. So at least you're having some, some idea of how quickly your books will grow. And then you've got to think, how many other dentists work in the clinic? So say you walk into a big practice with, uh, it's a 10-chair clinic. And there's 11 dentists there and you're number 12. 
Okay, well, there's a lot of other mouths to fill before your books. So you got to think about that because it's different as opposed to the, I don't know, it might be a two-chair clinic and you've got one dentist and he's full and then they're opening the next chair and, and you're good, you know, and then that place, say that place is getting 30 new patients a month, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to grow really quickly here. Do you think there are pros and cons to, I guess, having those new patients or if you were to take over someone else's like existing books? Like how do you, how do those kind of offers compare? Yeah, I, I would prefer as a graduate first year out, I would prefer to see new patients because if you are taking over someone else's dentistry, oh, that can be really tough because the patient's always comparing you to the old dentist. Oh, but Dr. Jones used to do this. Dr. Jim used to do it like that, and, and, and how come you do this? And what's this big big plastic sheet raincoat you're putting over my mouth every time you do a filling? What, what's this all about, right? Dr. Jones never used to do that. So that can be quite challenging for the grad is not so experienced in handling situations like that. So, yeah, it, it's better to just start afresh and have your own patient base which I think is something that's a, it's a bit of a toss up, I guess, for people looking for jobs. Because on one hand, you know, it sounds alluring that oh, you're taking over someone, so you're going to have full books. But then, like you said, just because there are full books, that might actually be more difficult because you're basically trying to live up to someone else. Where it might sound less enticing that oh, yeah, you're starting up fresh in a new chair. We're going to slowly build up your books. But then, I guess there are advantages to that as well because you're making it. And it, and it does depend on the books of the departing practitioner you are taking over so that practitioner you know i've seen cases where you know a new grad's taking over a practitioner's books who's 35 years out and and you know ready to retire and the last five years of them doing dentistry has you know they've just been supervising and not really doing anything just just watching their patients and not not really coming coming up with any um treatment plans and just letting a lot of work go so that's a really not ideal situation for a grad to get into because you're going to come along, take the first bite wings that have been taken in six years and find out there's leaking restorations everywhere and you're going to tell the patient and they go, oh, but I've been coming here six months for the last 10 years and how come you, you, your new face, young, young dentist, what's the go there? I've been seeing Dr. Jones for 10 years. He didn't even tell me I had any problems. So that's a, you know, really difficult to walk into that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess this was a bit. This was quite insightful because uh, I guess surrounding COVID, there's a lot of like you know doom and gloom and negativity about how it's affected it. But I guess do you think that there has been good? Oh well, good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the grad market's booming for for you guys for grads. Not good for employers, but great for grads. And that's that's exactly what you want because practices are that busy. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.